Welcome to the Beyond the Pearls podcast, based on the Morning Report series from Elsevier. This podcast has been adapted for audio in collaboration with series editor Dr. Raj Dasgupta, as well as the volume editor for each book. Each episode features an in-depth case dissection format and aims to deliver practical, concise, and easy-to-digest information. And now, here's today's episode. Hi everyone, this is Randall Chan. Welcome to the Beyond the Pearls podcast. Um, today we'll be doing case two from Pediatric Morning Report. Um, this is a nine-year-old male with jaw pain. So a nine-year-old male presents complaining of progressive left jaw pain and swelling. He has been having intermittent epistaxis for two weeks, and one week ago, he noticed left-sided jaw swelling. At that time, he was prescribed amoxicillin for a presumed infectious cause. He did not respond to the antibiotics, however, and developed increasing pain in his left jaw, accompanied by trismus and a 3 kilogram weight loss. So what are common causes of jaw swelling with pain in a child? Oral facial infection, facial trauma, and pathologic processes together account for the bulk of clinical presentations of jaw pain with swelling. Oral facial infection may be odontogenic or non-odontogenic in origin. Odontogenic infections arise from the teeth, for example, dental caries, and periodontal tissues, for example, gingivitis, periodontitis, periodontal abscess, pericoronitis. Dental caries are the most likely cause of odontogenic infections in children. They're asymptomatic in the early stages, but progress to cause sensitivity and eventual pain as the caries advance into the pulp and periapical tissues. Resulting periapical abscesses can track within bone, leading to either self-drainage or continued spread, with resulting infection of bone, osteomyelitis, and neighboring soft tissues, facial space infections. Significant soft tissue swelling and pain can accompany either osteomyelitis or facial space infections. Clinical pearl, deep facial space infections require emergent intervention to prevent or mitigate life-threatening complications such as airway obstruction, sepsis, or spread to vital structures such as the cavernous sinus or mediastinum. Pain with swelling in the mandibular region caused by non-odontogenic infections is also common. Salivary gland swelling can arise from infections, for example, mumps, or sialolithiasis, known as salivary stones, tuberculosis, infective mononucleosis, and cat scratch disease can also cause lymphadenopathy in the vicinity of the mandible and upper neck. Traumatic causes of jaw pain and swelling include trauma to the dental alveolar structures, teeth, periodontal tissues, alveolar bone, and soft tissues of the oral region, and injury to facial structures such as the mandible and temporomandibular joint. In children younger than 5 years, the most common cause of dental alveolar trauma is falls. Motor vehicle accidents and play accidents are mostly responsible for dental alveolar injuries in children 5 to 15 years of age. Clinical pearl, regardless of patient age, facial trauma may be an indicator of child abuse. Finally, pediatric mandibular swelling with pain can indicate the presence of a neoplasm, benign or malignant. Benign masses may be inherently painful, for example, osteoid osteoma. Other masses become painful after the development of a secondary infection, for example, soft tissue cysts, osseous cysts, and osseous masses. Malignancies that can present in the pediatric mandible include osteosarcoma, Ewing sarcoma, Langerhansal histiocytosis, and lymphomas, including Burkitt lymphoma and Hodgkin lymphoma. Basic science and clinical pearl. 
new onset paresthesia and tooth mobility in conjunction with pain and swelling suggest a malignant process. So returning to our case, the physical examination reveals a cachectic appearing boy in mild distress secondary to jaw pain, a soft fixed 6 by 6 centimeter tender non-arithematous mass in the left jaw region is palpable. The oral examination reveals only multiple dental caries. A firm, fixed, tender 6-centimeter mass is palpable in the right lower quadrant of his abdomen. The remainder of his examination is normal. What is your differential diagnosis for a right lower quadrant abdominal mass in this child? A palpable right lower quadrant mass in a child should elicit a high suspicion for malignancy, particularly in a male. The most common causes of primary abdominal malignancies in school-aged children include lymphomas and soft tissue sarcomas, including rhabdomyosarcoma. Ovarian masses, including benign cysts, are also possible in females. Non-Hodgkin lymphomas account for 10% of all childhood cancers and include primarily Burkitt lymphoma, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma, anaplastic large cell lymphoma, and lymphoblastic lymphoma. The sporadic form of Burkitt lymphoma commonly presents with an abdominal mass, whereas the endemic type generally presents with bony facial masses. Diffuse large B-cell lymphoma often presents with an abdominal mass or mediastinal mass, anaplastic large cell lymphoma with lymphadenopathy and extranodal disease, whereas lymphoblastic lymphoma can have a varied presentation. Rhabdomyosarcoma is the most common pediatric soft tissue sarcoma, usually involving the head and neck and genitourinary tract, and less commonly the orbits and extremities. In children younger than 2 years, neuroblastoma, hepatoblastoma, and Wilms tumors are most commonly seen. In a female, ovarian germ cell tumors, including dysterminomas and the more aggressive malignant teratomas and endodermal sinus tumors, should be considered. Although rare, gonadoblastoma should be considered in boys. Benign masses that may mimic a malignancy include mature cystic teratomas and cyst adenomas. Basic Science Clinical Pearl Consider non-Hodgkin lymphoma in a child or adolescent with rapidly growing peripheral lymph nodes and or mediastinal or abdominal mass, particularly if the patient presents with weight loss, fevers, hepatomegaly, or splenomegaly. When we return to our case, a computed tomography scan of the patient's face reveals a 5.3 by 4.2 by 5.8 centimeter mass centered in the left masticator space with obliteration of the intramuscular fat planes. A CT scan of the patient's abdomen reveals a second mass. What is the next step? Evaluating tissue morphology and cellular expression via biopsy is critical to determine a diagnosis and provide the patient with a prognosis and treatment plan. Tissue from the primary mass should be removed by excisional or incisional biopsy whenever possible or by needle core biopsy in select cases. The initial morphologic evaluation of the tissue will guide the pathologist in determining which studies are required to make a definitive diagnosis. These studies include histopathologic assessment, tissue immunohistochemistry, immunophenotyping by flow cytometry, and genetic or molecular evaluation. Returning to our case, a core needle biopsy is performed and reveals a diagnosis of Burkitt lymphoma. Burkitt lymphoma is a highly aggressive B-cell non-Hodgkin lymphoma arising from germinal center B-cells due to a translocation between the long arm of chromosome 8 and one of three immunoglobulin genes, resulting in an 814, 28, or 822 translocation, which results in a fusion of the CMIC gene with IgH, IgKappa, or IgLambda, respectively. 
The resulting fusion gene gives rise to increased expression of the MYC transcription factor, in turn leading to cellular immortality and ultimately tumorogenesis. The three types of Burkitt lymphoma differ by epidemiology, clinical manifestations, and genetic features, although they share an identical histology. These include the endemic, sporadic, and immunodeficiency-associated types. Endemic Burkitt lymphoma is seen primarily in equatorial zones, primarily in Africa, Papua New Guinea, and Brazil. It is highly associated with Epstein-Barr virus infection, as well as malaria. It presents with bony face or jaw involvement, with a peak incidence at six years old. The sporadic type is seen in the United States and Europe. It commonly presents with an abdominal mass and is driven by Epstein-Barr virus infection in only 10 to 15% of cases. The median age of presentation is six to eight years old. Associated complications of abdominal involvement, particularly in the ileocecal region, include intussusception, obstruction, and ascites. In addition to abdominal presentations, sporadic Burkitt lymphoma may also present with the involvement of the lymph nodes throughout the body and spleen. Metastatic disease may include bone marrow, central nervous system, and solid organs, including the ovaries, testes, kidneys, momentum, and breast. Immunodeficiency-associated Burkitt lymphoma is associated with acquired immunodeficiency syndrome caused by the human immunodeficiency virus, as well as post-organ transplantation states. Basic Science and Clinical Pearl Burkitt lymphoma is thought to arise from germinal center B lymphocytes. Morphologically, it appears as a sheet of densely packed tumor cells with occasional interspersed tangible body macrophages, giving rise to the characteristic starry sky appearance. Clinical Pearl Although rare, Burkitt lymphoma should be considered in any patient with intussusception outside of the typical age range for idiopathic ileocolic intussusception. Basic Science and Clinical Pearl Immunodeficiency syndromes often predispose patients to lymphoma. What presentations of Burkitt lymphoma are acutely in emergency? Large mediastinal masses can cause dyspnea, orthopnea, cough, chest pain, facial swellings, and or plethora due to airway obstruction and venous congestion. Large, fast-growing neck masses can cause upper airway compromise. Suspected airway obstruction in the setting of a suspected lymphoma is best evaluated with CT scanning, given its increased sensitivity to airway impingement. It is critical to perform this prior to further workup, which may require sedatives. Patients with abdominal pain and or a peritonitic abdominal examination which would be characterized by rigid abdomen, no bowel sounds, and rebound tenderness, should be immediately evaluated for perforation, obstruction, or intussusception secondary to an abdominal mass. An urgent surgical consultation may be warranted. Tumor lysis syndrome may occur as a result of the high tumor cell turnover rate, resulting in hyperuricemia, hyperkalemia, hyperphosphatemia, and hypocalcemia. The resulting renal failure cardiac arrhythmias, and seizures are life-threatening. Basic Science and Clinical Pearl Burkitt lymphoma has the shortest doubling time of any known tumor. What is the next step? Once oncologic emergencies have been ruled out or mitigated and a pathologic diagnosis has been made, the next step in managing this patient would be to evaluate all locations in the body affected by the lymphoma by radiographic and imaging studies. This process, known as staging, is important because the information collected will ultimately guide the length and intensity of therapy, as well as the therapeutic modalities used. In children, the most commonly used staging system for non-Hodgkin lymphoma is the St. Jude or Murphy staging system. Tumors are staged from 1 to 4. Stage 1 signifies a single lymph node involved, 
Stage two signifies two or more involved areas on the same side of the diaphragm. Stage three signifies a nodal involvement on both sides of the diaphragm. And stage four signifies metastatic disease. An abdominal tumor is automatically at minimal stage two, and a mediastinal tumor would automatically be minimal stage three. Returning to our case, positron emission tomography, computed tomography, or PET-CT scanning reveals extensive tumor involvement of the head and neck region, thyroid, stomach, small intestine, and adrenal glands. An evaluation of his cerebrospinal fluid and examination of his bone marrow is negative for extranodal metastatic disease. How is Burkitt lymphoma treated? Intensive risk-adapted chemotherapy protocols have resulted in survival rates greater than 90% to 95%. Important chemotherapy drugs used include lincristine, cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, prednisone, and methotrexate. Rituximab is a monoclonal antibody to CD20 that has rapidly become an important component of therapy for aggressive non-Hodgkin lymphoma in children and adults. Surgery is generally reserved for emergent situations given the high response rate to chemotherapy, although certain non-emergent scenarios do warrant resection. Clinical Pearl Burkitt lymphoma and diffuse large B-cell lymphoma are treated identically in children. So our patient underwent four cycles of intensive chemotherapy with vincristine, cyclophosphamide, doxorubicin, prednisone, methotrexate, and rituximab, and went into complete remission. He continues to be followed in the Oncology Clinic for Disease Surveillance and Survivorship Care. Beyond the pearls, Burkitt lymphoma makes up nearly 50% of all non-Hodgkin lymphomas in children younger than 15. In children older than 15, it only makes up about 25% of all non-Hodgkin lymphomas. Burkitt lymphoma frequently involves a group of specific lymphoid tissues in the head and neck, collectively known as Waldeyer's ring. Waldeyer's ring includes the pharyngeal tonsil, eustachian tonsils, palatine tonsils, and lingual tonsils. The site of abdominal disease often differs according to the type of Burkitt lymphoma. Sporadic Burkitt lymphoma often involves the ilium and cecum. Endemic Burkitt lymphoma often involves the mesentery and omentum. Iliocecal lymphoma is invariably Burkitt lymphoma. Disease restricted to the bone marrow with circulating peripheral blasts can occur. This is known as Burkitt leukemia and was previously considered to be a subtype of acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It is treated in an identical fashion to Burkitt lymphoma. That concludes this chapter from Beyond the Pearls. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Beyond the Pearls podcast from Inside the Boards. This podcast is executive produced by Christopher Brightigan and Dr. Patrick Beeman. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Ars longa, vita brevis. <laughs>